and welcome to Now Hear This with Becky and Marie, the podcast about all the things that scare the shit out of you and a few things that don't. I'm sitting here with my uh, pod host Becky, who has some breaking scary news. <laughs> Potential, yes. Yes, no, it is. It is. It is. Um, so I'm fearing that we might need to take a break for a little while from new shows and this might be our last new show for a few weeks yeah we're we're just taking a break it's not like it's like a trial it's not a i don't want to say we're separating right well we're we're still together and we're still committed to the podcast we're We're on a break we're on a break but anyway (laughs) oh yeah but anyway that's what uh, i'm fearing and and are you fearing that with me or are we gonna we're not gonna be too fearful of that no i'm i'm not fearful because i know we're just we just need to pause for a couple of weeks and pull ourselves together (laughs) (laughs) okay well in our defense we have been going every single week since halloween right and right now it's may so what is that six straight months i, mean, I don't even know yeah like, we've been very disciplined so i think we're okay if we are just not recording new shows that doesn't mean that there won't be any new content on our website or instagram so make sure you check our um fearthispodcast.com or instagram it's now fear this podcast um and we'll have we'll have periodically updates on there. And we'll tell you when the new episode is going to drop. We'll give you warning and we'll tell you once it's up. Now, okay, we're not just going to announce this and then leave you alone. No, no, no. That's not how we roll. That's not how we roll. We're actually going to talk about some murders. And I don't even know what else. Crime, mayhem. Part of the reason we're taking a break is we're regrouping to figure out what our topics are going to be and kind of figuring out... Um, new content for you guys yeah because we keep don't you roll out any old any old content it's got to be the right. best for all y'all right you guys to be engaged and interested and make sure that we're we're picking the best topics so here's some of the ones we're going to touch on that you might hear us do a full-length episode when we come back um so i've got some questions for marie marie's got a couple questions for me and we might end up like oh yeah that's going to be our next show when we come back after break i do have a couple questions let me just start with this one marie Mm-hmm. Off the top of your head, what crime or criminal fascinates you the most, solved or unsolved? I have been fascinated with people who are accused of crimes, and you're just not quite sure if they did it or not. So the staircase, uh, making a murderer, the Adnan on. Syed. You're not sure about the staircase? You're not <laughs> sure he did it? I'm not. And you that's how did it or whatever? I don't think Al did it, no. I don't think he's the guiltiest person ever. Really? Yeah, that's um, Well, we could discuss that another time. And maybe. I absolutely believe that the making of a murderer, Brendan Dassey, is as innocent as I am of that murder. So we are like... Oh, no, I think... I, I'm not sure about Stephen Avery, though. Okay. Well, I don't think he did it either, but there's a whole lot of reasons. We could do a show on that one. That yeah, could be our one yeah. of our next shows. I mean, look, all three of these guys look really really guilty this is what i like about the genre all three of these guys at points look really really guilty and all three of these guys well it's four guys if you include um brendan dassey all four of them 
um, at times look like their rights have been seriously violated and that they've been set up in some way or unfairly treated in some way. So that's what I like about it. And the, you know, now that I come to think about it, I think the thing that makes those particular ones that I, I mentioned to you really good versus some other ones is the storytelling. Because uh, there's an Adnan, there are a couple of Adnan Syed things that have come out since Serial and they were boring and not very interesting. In fact, James had never listened to Serial and we watched a, a documentary special on- Yeah, there was the one on HBO. Yeah, and he just totally didn't get it. He was like, I don't know what all the fuss is about. Oh, I think, yeah, you had to have gotten into it the way that the um, the, the serial podcast got into it before you watched those documentaries. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. So you're talking about these the genre of documentaries that are about people who are maybe or maybe not yes. guilty of the crime that they're convicted of or whatever. Okay. Yeah. I'm just talking about like crime in general, like one that was you know covered by the new covered by the news media that used like that thing is so interesting to me i can't stop reading about it you know i can't get enough of reading about it so what's an example of something for you that's like that well i'm not saying i'm going to read everything about it but one of the recent cases that i think is really interesting is is the chad daybell and Lori vallow case where they murdered her children and moved to hawaii (laughs) and he was going to start a doomsday sex cult in idaho it's like, I mean, it's got everything. And he's such a schlub and she was all hottie McCott face until she went to prison and couldn't use Botox anymore. And now she looks like the Crypt Keeper, which I enjoy because she murdered her own fucking children. And then um, they arrested them finally. It was, it was very, that case is just, I remember when it happened, it was weird. Where are these children? They were just disappeared for a few months and then they arrested them. And then they finally dug up the kids. It was so awful and so tragic. But that story is just like, you look at her and you're like, that is evil incarnate. And you can tell he's a schlub. They, oh, they rich. They also, like his, his, his wife, he was actually married to her, had five kids with her, died in her sleep, quote unquote, at like age 42. And two weeks to that day, he married the hottie McCott face. Two weeks. Ah. And if you see the video and pictures of that wedding on a beach in Hawaii, they are laughing and he's swinging her around. And it's, it's, and I just, it's two weeks to the day after his wife of however many years. I mean, they are LDS and they got married very, very young. So 42, they could have been married 20 years or even longer. And she died, quote unquote, in her sleep. And I think they're revisiting her case as well. And she murdered her another one of her husbands. I mean, it's just like, if that case is just tentacles everywhere. That case is interesting to me. I see. Um, okay, so an example of something that I probably right now can't get enough of. This is another problem that I have. So let's say I like a song. I'll just play it over and over again until it makes me want to throw up. So I think that I'm kind of that way with topics that interest me too, so... Oh, you just gorge yourself on it? I do, yeah. Like, I just go, I something interests me, I just, like, blow myself out on it. But um, the Nexium thing uh, is really interesting to me. Okay, yeah. The the cult. And there's just so many aspects of it that are interesting to me. And I was even, because there's a a Stars uh, 
series about it where India Oxenberg, one of the, the girls that was brainwashed in the group, they focus on her story. And I mean, I already watched the HBO show, so you think I'd know everything about it, but I'm, I'm about to drop some cash to sign up for stars just so I can watch the, the India Oxenberg thing. Cause it's so well, interesting. I didn't think that the HBO doc really did tell you the whole story. I didn't understand it by the, I watched every episode of it and I still didn't understand it. What was the crime that was committed? What was he convicted of? I never could understand what crime was committed or what he was convicted of. Now I understand that you do get the answers in the India Oxenberg documentary. People have told me you would get that answer there. Right. So maybe I need to watch that. It was well done. I just never even spelled out what crime we're talking about. And then I found out that there's a season two. They're talking about a season two. And I was like, is that why they held it back? Yeah. (laughs) Well, they left out. That's the thing. They did leave out in that documentary actual crimes that he committed. But I'm not sure at that point they knew when they made that documentary because it was before the police did the, the sting where they arrested him because they did actually find um, a couple of young girls that were being imprisoned, like okay. a 15 a year old girl from Mexico that was being held captive that he was having sex with when she was underage. Did you have an episode on that yet? No, we haven't. And I, I want to do an episode on it because there's something you said to me that just keeps resonating with me. And it, it, may, it may actually be more than one episode because I want to bring Heaven's Gate into it as well is what you said was, if it was all bad, then people wouldn't stay in a cult. And I started evaluating the series a little bit more and realizing there's a lot of good that came into these people's lives. And especially if you watch the Heaven's Gate documentary, these people genuinely liked each other and a lot of the behavior wasn't coerced. And And when you talk about, well, what crime actually committed, we did an episode on consent. Being brainwashed is not an excuse. These people are on, are consenting to having sex. They're consenting to being castrated or whatever. Bizarre. And giving all their money away. Mm-hmm. 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 And if so, they have sound mind when they started this. They are they can do whatever the fuck they want with their money, right? Yeah. So as far as I know, brainwashing is not a crime, and I wouldn't mind discussing a little bit more what that means brainwashing okay oh i love it i love talking about brainwashing yeah i love it i do that's one of the things like how does that work in your brain and how does it how does it happen that your reality can get so shifted i love that stuff yeah so i i think we should talk about nexium and we should talk about cults a little bit more because this is something like really resonating right now with QAnon and different things um and i would definitely like to talk more about We've did it with Shanann Watts, but the the storytelling aspect of how some crimes come to the forefront, some people who are potentially innocent come to the forefront because of the storytelling Uh and and Uh why people choose to to care about one murder over another. You had suggested at one point talking about um, how people care a lot about a dead white girl, but don't care that much about a dead african-american girl and why well, people of color and disappearances yeah. especially of women of color do not yeah. get that coverage of children of color do not get that same coverage as right. this, you know perfectly white little you know toe-headed girl 
So yes, we are definitely going to do an episode on disappearances and murders of people of color, more than one. But we really want to, we are going to talk about why it is they don't get that coverage um, and how it is that we can maybe help affect change by talking more about not just white crimes. I do want to do that. I think that's important. Yeah. Um, are there any, and I've got a million, so if you wanted me to answer first, I will. Are there any cases that other people are fascinated by that you have zero interest in? Like if it's on the TV and everybody else is watching it, you'll just like start reading a book. I'm not talking about documentaries. I'm just talking about cases because I'm interested in the Ramirez and the nice soccer case, but um, not necessarily a documentary about it. You know what I mean? Like, are you going to seek out information about certain killers or are you just going to snooze because you don't find that case particularly interesting? Not whether or not it's a well-made documentary. You see what I'm asking? Well, I, I feel like there's some crimes that I, I know so much about that unless I feel like it's bringing something new to the table, I'm probably going to tune out is the point that I'm making. So there's not any that you're so interested in other than India Oxenberg that you're going to watch, like you're going to gobble up every last piece of, you know. Um, At this no, at this point, it's like, I like new stuff. I like stuff I haven't heard before or huh. things. I like James will watch a movie over and over again, almost to the point that I'm like, is there a psychological disorder here? How many times do you need to watch Superbad, <laughs> right? If Superbad comes on the TV, it's like he gets sucked into a Superbad vortex. So I, for the most part, there's like a handful of movies I'll watch again. But I'm not a watch a movie again and again and again. I guess I'm like a new experience junkie. That's interesting. That's interesting because I have cases like, and I will read, read anything and watch anything on, not anything. So everybody's written a book about Zodiac. But um, I'm fascinated by the Zodiac, the one in California, not the, not the fake one in New York. And the Golden State Killer. Um, Michelle McNamara's book is the preeminent for me book about chasing an open case that has not been solved. You know, um, that book is phenomenal. I'll be gone in the dark. And um, that book is out of this world. The Zodiac, the original Graysmith Zodiac book is the one that they made the movie off of. Also terrifying movie. Super creepy. Great movie. Yeah. Um, and I want that case solved so bad. The Zodiac, I want it solved so bad. It makes me nuts that they didn't figure out who did, who did that. So I'll gobble up everything, even if it's not new, because it might, I might not, I might have missed something the first time, you know? Mm -hmm. But then there's so many cases that people are fascinated by that I won't even turn my head to look if it's on TV. Like Jodi Arias, do you know who that is? Yeah, not interested. Agreed. Zero interest. And she, they made like three TV movies about her. Like John Bonet Ramsey could care less. I'm 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 done with that one. I'm just done with that one. The what's her name who killed her kid in Florida? Um, who didn't go to jail for it? Right, Casey and, Anthony. Yeah. Um, not interested. She she has zero interest to me. Like, I absolutely could not care less about her. And and I know she killed her kid. And I wish she were in prison. But she's not. And I, I don't I want see to read about her anymore. I see what you mean. You see what I'm saying? So. Like, I could, I cannot believe anybody's interested in Jodi Arias. I find her remarkably, remarkably boring and ordinary and just nothing about her interests me. Well, a lot of the cases where husbands kill their wives bore me. Like, I um, I didn't even want to see the Shanann Watts thing, but James said it, everyone was telling him it was really good. Yeah. So I watched it. 
But again, that goes back to my whole thing, which is if, if it's storytelling is good, if the story is interesting, but you're saying like, if you're just vegging out and something comes on TV, I'll tell you the one thing that no matter if it's about Hitler and the Nazis, anything World War II regarding that, I, I can't turn away from that. Really? Crimes that happened during World War II, anything about that is just, I just sucks. I can't let it go. Wow. And even some of that stuff, I've seen the stuff again and again and again. But, you'll watch the same show over and over again yeah yeah and then like there have even been movies and documentaries coming out and i'm thinking what more could they reveal about the atrocities you know and then yeah. more stuff comes out yeah but i don't know why it resonated with me the way it did and i i was trying to pinpoint it and then i realized i wasn't taught about the holocaust in school at all like it literally yeah. it literally never came up and I was talking to some other people about it and they were saying, yeah, we never, be, you think? I don't know, but a lot of people have this experience that they didn't hear about. It wasn't, it was not an important topic in history in high school. And then I saw Schindler's list and it was so, so impactful to me, really impactful to me. And then all of a sudden it's like, as an adult, you kind of really find out about the Holocaust and things that happened in World War II. It's way, way more impactful than if you knew about it earlier on. Interesting. But I mean, I, I'm sure I knew a little bit about it. I mean, I knew who Hitler was and I knew who the Nazis were. But I started talking to other people and they were saying that Schindler's List really, really... Um, revealed what happened to a new generation of people interesting yeah oh so maybe that's a topic i don't know but yeah i don't know i have to think about how to frame that one because i'm not interested i mean not that i'm not interested but i'm not interested in it in the way that you are right right and it's history and i know a lot of people aren't interested in that um but no, I mean, it's, it's it's crime it's the worst ever you know we could probably talk about it on our crime show i think yeah. we're allowed you know well, and it's not, um, it's not even just because after I, the bizarreness of people's behavior across the board, not just the Nazis, like, you know, how the Russians just blasted through Germany and like they were raping everybody and the, the Japanese did the same thing in, in, Chi in China and different places and like all the different things that you would say, you know how we're always saying, well, can a regular person turn into a murderer or a criminal? And this this was one question you had. Uh, yes, they can. Yeah. So this is a question you had, what fascinates you about murder? And I, I think this is why I'm so fascinated by World War II because it's like the purge or it's like, it's mm -hmm. like a one period in history where literally anybody could do anything to anybody and nobody cared. There's some really great movies, Polish movies that show the madness of it. And and it, it's frightening to me more than anything else that regular people put in these circumstances yes. would commit atrocities that would put like Dennis Rader and John Wayne Gacy and Ed Kemper and all these guys to shame. I mean, these are like, whoa, crazy. Then I think that should be one of the ones we do talk about because we could bring in all kinds of wartime behaviors 
that, I mean, you talk about the killing fields in Cambodia, you know, ordinary people turning into these monstrous murderers. Yeah. Okay. That's going to be our, one of our topics in the future. And we probably ought to trigger warn people because that's going to be pretty fucking graphic. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's why I'm, I think that's why I'm fascinated by it. I'm fascinated by anything where regular people commit atrocities versus somebody that's like clearly a sociopath or has a head injury or, ah, or like, maybe we'll talk about for sure. Yeah. Are all yeah. the, are all these crazy people just in our society and they, there's something holding them back. Right. It's repressed. Yeah. Right. Are there repressed, you know, murderous war criminals out there that just don't have an excuse to get away right. with it or permission right. to do it? Wow. That is a dark fucking question. All right. Let's talk about our sponsor. Yes. Uh, that yes, is yes. our fabulous sponsor, urbanalco.com. And you know what I like about it is the merchandise is just so unique and so cute. You're not going to be able to find this stuff at the store. No, no, I don't think so either. I think if people are finding it somewhere else, they probably copied it from this website. <laughs> <laughs> what we're talking about, y'all, is mugs and home decor and, and yeah. entrance mats for your house. Why this is such a perfect fit for us is you scroll down on the website, there's a section on true crime that say things like probably watching true crime or crime shows have taught me unexpected visitors are sketchy. I love that one. There's a mug with a blood splatter that says, I just want to take naps and watch true crime documentaries. That's oh my for me. That is absolutely for me. This one, um, I'm here to establish an alibi is one of the ones. I'll probably put that on our website. Um, Looks like they have some Shit's Creek stuff on here. I was looking at the mugs and there's one that says eat glass. Shit's Creek inspired coffee mug. Oh yeah. Oh, that was so cute. We should be drinking our cocktails out of that. <laughs> eat glass. Shit's Creek. That's so, so cute. The uh, head who their website now. And you get free shipping and use our code now for this for 20% off. All right, cool. All right. Back to the show. Um, okay, yeah. next question. Well, um, actually, can I ask you a question? No. Yes, I'm gonna ask you a question. So <laughs> you were <laughs> uh you were talking about like shows and things, things that I like or dislike. And you consume way more true crime stuff than I do. Um, I, I curate a little bit more. Um, but what what is it that you like about certain crime shows or dislike about certain crime shows? Let me phrase it again. What is what is it about? Because you watch so many of these, are you discerning? Like, are there some crime shows that you're like, nope, not gonna watch that one, and here's why? Yeah, I'm not gonna say which ones they are, but um, I I don't like ones that really show you a lot of reenactments where the actors speak. I don't like that. You know, I think ones are that have a little bit shadowy kind of people reenacting stuff is different from ones that have just a lot of where they're verbally although to the exception there's a couple of exceptions to that fear thy neighbor does reenactments and it's actually a really good show have you ever watched that i show? have i like that show it's good i have a difficult time sometimes with it because it's obviously filmed in canada and they'll go you know palmdale florida i'm like that ain't florida that is not florida you know there's like snow right. and coats and puffy vests everywhere right um but i think the acting's good i think they cast everybody really well and i think the stories they tell are super creepy um but mostly i like the way that keith morrison and dateline and um 
Josh Mankiewicz, whose who's Twitter bio says these hips don't lie. And if you don't know who Josh Mankiewicz is, Mankiewicz is, you should look him up. He's he's really, really good. And um, I like Paula Zahn. And Andrea Canning. I mean, all the Dateline people are really good. Yeah. Uh, Tamarin yeah. Tamarin Hall is pretty good. Oh, my God. Plus, she might be the prettiest woman ever on TV. I she just never find ages. her so difficult to look away from because she's so pretty. I know it's probably sexual harassing, but maybe she doesn't listen to this. But if you're out there, Tamarin, I'm a fan. Um, golly, she's pretty. Um, I do like John Walsh. I like John Walsh, too. Yeah. What show is he doing now? It's the America's Most Wanted still. Oh, I thought they took Oh, to catch there. a predator. Maybe it's, is it to catch a predator? No, that was that guy, Chris something. It's it's similar. It's similar to his other, sh- other shows, but okay. I do like okay. him a lot. Okay, like unsolved ones and go find this person because he's out yeah. there. He's, yeah. he's good because, I, I, I mean, we all know his story about Adam Walsh. Right. His son was, was murdered. Um, but he's really he's really interesting to me because he was the first guy on TV to really be like non-professional when referring to murderers. He's like, this dirtbag did this, you know? And it's like shocking. But now that's like, we call him names and it's like, we owe it all to you, Joan Walsh and the good work that you're doing. Two things, I'm going to tell you a couple of things I don't like. The reenactments too, I don't like. And like, especially when it's like highly sexualized, like, I don't know how many times. Like rape porn. Yeah, what they do is they kind of like take the camera off to the side, but you see like the legs of the guy on top of the woman and like, do you know what I mean? It's like creepy Mm -hmm. stuff like that. I'm like, Mm -hmm. what's the point of that? That's upsetting to the victims and to the, you know, I don't like that. But um, I also don't like, there've been a couple of series that are just confusing. The way they put the information out there like I actually saw this documentary called evil genius and I still don't know what it was about that one was so I'm sorry whoever made it I kind (laughs) of agree that one was so not I heard it was good and I watched it and I was like what am I supposed to have gotten out of this I really don't even know what I'm supposed to have gotten I I don't I don't even know what happened referring to her as beautiful and I'm like am I looking at the same person someone got blown up that's about all I (laughs) remember pizza guy thing yeah. and then they but they create this thing like she's this crim, this femme fatale and i was like i don't even understand yeah i don't i don't think the story was told the way that they wanted it to be told in that no i agree and then agree. this happens with the true crime shows too but also with documentaries where they don't have enough content so they just keep milking it and then when they come back from the break they rehash everything they just said from the damn beginning it's like really or the reality shows do that too now that we're really just saying our i mean reality shows and crime shows do that like they'll i hate it when they go to break and they say coming up and then they tell you everything they're about to tell you and then they come back and they repeat everything they already told you stop doing the coming up i'm already watching the fucking show you know so i always try to fast forward through the coming up because i want to be surprised although i don't like trailers now where They'll give away everything in the trailer and I'm, it makes me nuts. I don't want to know everything, but apparently that's aimed not at us because our generation X, we're, we're too tiny of a generation to matter. It's aimed at millennials because they're a giant generation and they need to know everything. They want all the spoilers. Apparently that's one of the things that that is like an explanation for that. And why it is like, remember whenever like, 
when a show drops at midnight and somebody will watch it and, and they'll, they'll put everything like game of thrones somebody would get it at, at midnight and then put everything online about i don't want to know right but apparently you millennials yeah no i don't like watching trailers i like anymore because it kind of ruins because i do remember this stuff. or like the comedies were like every laugh is yeah trailer yep 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 and by the way, you did ask me what hometown crime fascinates you most. And, yeah. you, and you were I like, you don't, can't say. don't say David Koresh. Well, come on. Let me ask you that. Can I ask you that? Yeah. Let me ask you that. Out. Okay. This will be our last question. Okay. Yeah. And then we'll wrap this up. So Marie, you can ask me after, because I have an answer, but yeah. Marie, what hometown crime where you grew up fascinates you the most? And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, she grew up in Waco, Texas. Yeah. Go. So, yeah, and and by the and way, you can't say David Koresh. Yeah, the fact that you would think I would say David Koresh is insulting, but that's okay. So there's actually two. Um, there's two crimes, and I would love to do shows on them. One is the 1982 Lake Waco murders. There's a, a book written about it called Careless Whispers. Um, a police officer was um called out to this area near the lake and he discovered uh two teenage girls and a teenage boy that were bound and gagged and uh mutilated and murdered it's unsolved um well some people were convicted and they all at some point recanted and claimed that they didn't do it and that there okay, are then we're gonna also do a show on false confessions i mean we, we got our next like 10 shows because yeah. i'm fascinated by that story i've never heard of and i'm fascinated by false confessions so the other one waco actually has a lot of terrible crimes <laughs> but the other one is like uh, chip and jojo i think that's a crime against humanity yeah. there so yeah. <laughs> uh kenneth kenneth allen mcduff i don't know if you remember him i do not do tell well that one really struck me because this guy kenneth allen mcduff was uh, convicted of something called the broomstick murders and it was a, terrible yeah it was another thing where it was a guy and two women that got kidnapped by him and he put the guy in the trunk and like shot him through the trunk and then raped and murdered the women but he broke their necks with a broomstick so oh. yeah but anyway um he went to jail and this was during this period of time where they were trying to and this is kind of going on in california right now where they were they were letting a lot of people go early and you did that for a while they did that led to a lot of new murders too yeah you know california is in the midst of doing this right now it's crazy um and you know non-violent criminals it's one thing but exactly. like you're let not gonna go. let all the drug people go if there's no violence involved right anyway yeah go ahead this guy's not going to be rehabilitated right this nope. is pretty heinous nope so he gets let out and then he gets a job at a gas station across from a school that I attended, uh, Texas State Technical College. And he murdered a whole bunch of women. Of course he did. Yeah. So, yeah. So those are my two most interesting uh, hometown crimes. What about you? Do you know the story of Candy Montgomery? No. Oh, we're going to have to do a whole show on that one. That one is the most batshit crazy. The lawyers, okay, you know when the jinx, how the lawyer in Galveston, Texas got, you saw that documentary, yeah, right? Yeah. So the lawyer, the flashy defense lawyer, 
got him off of that murder case somehow by blaming a New York attorney for it. It's crazy. Like when you have a flashy Texas attorney and there's one of them who's really famous, I can't remember his name. He's got a ponytail and he's all texted out. Mm-hmm. Um, she had either that guy or somebody like him to get her off of this murder trial. Um, but she murdered the wife of the guy she was sleeping with with a hammer. And she was in, um, it wasn't here in Dallas. It was east of Dallas in um, Rockwall or somewhere. One of those little towns that's kind of east of town. And went to trial. They admitted she did it. Somehow she got off. It's it's crazy. Oh, wow. So, Annie yeah, Montgomery. Uh-huh. Yes. She went to the woman's house and killed her with a hammer. And somehow managed to not go to prison for it. Um, I'm interested in the one... Uh, Darlie Routier is the other one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there is a whole group of people who believe she did not do it. Mm -hmm. That is a case that we need to talk about, too. Yes, definitely. The evidence in the Darlie Routier case, who went to jail for murdering one of her sons or two of her sons. Mm -hmm. And she's on death row, I think, still. And yeah. And um, claimed that men broke in and did it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that story is fascinating to me. Because I'm not sure she did it. And she was only convicted because of one thing. We'll talk about that when we do the episode, whenever we get to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Go, now, go ahead. Sorry. About these hometown crimes. It's fascinating is it's very easy to talk about a crime that happened somewhere where you don't know the, the landscape or, you know, it's not that important to you, but like with Kenneth Allen McDuff, he was working at the gas station across from the school that I attended or in the case of the Lake Waco murders, like I would go to the lake. Everybody goes to the lake. Um, I mean, it, like imagine the people that would go to Lake Berryessa after mm-hmm. that, uh, the Zodiac killer. Like we go to Napa all the time. Or Lake um, Sammamish in, uh, with Ted Bundy. Yeah. Um, like another thing that impacted me after seeing the Richard Ramirez thing was I didn't know this until after watching it and then reading an article. But all over Burbank and the Valley, people have bars on their windows. And I don't like the way it looks. And I'm like, this is a safe area. Why why do people have bars on their windows? It all happened because of the Richard Ramirez stuff. Hmm. Because during that period Hmm. of time in the 80s, he was so prolific. People didn't know how to protect themselves. So I think it brings it closer to home. It's very interesting. Same, same, same. All right. So. (laughs) <laughs> so shop Urban Owl, yes. UrbanOwlCo.com. Yep. We will see y'all in, um, um, I don't know, a week or two. I will I will definitely bring you uh, some previews on our Facebook page and Instagram and our website. And if you join our website, you will join our mail list and you'll get updates on what's happening when yeah. and where and how. And you know what else is going to happen? It's going to change your life. Totally will change your life. And we'll be back soon with more life-changing content as soon as we take a little breather. Breather. That's it. We're going to yes. go and breathe. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to make, you know how people are always saying, I don't know, it's it's not like a consensual decoupling or whatever that is. That, <laughs> oh, that, that Gwyneth Paltrow thing? Yeah. Concha, conscious conscious un- uncoupling? Is that what it was? A conscious uncoupling, yes. There's no uncoupling. No. We're just. Uh... I'm not going to find another podcast. I'm not going to cheat on Marie with doing some other show. No. Right. No. 
No, that is not. Of course, it would be Becky that would cheat on me and not me cheating on her, right? You could cheat on me. I mean, don't cheat on me. I'm not going to cheat on you. Okay. Wouldn't that be weird if you started searching around for podcasts and you found out I was doing podcasts with a bunch of other people? <laughs> Would that be like, like you seeing that your your boyfriend is on um, is on Tinder or whatever? <laughs> this is this is not going well. Well, it's like our our listeners don't know how the sauce is made or the sausage or whatever the phrase the is. Sausage. Yes, yes, be yes, the yes. sauce too the sauces are sketchy <laughs> all right okay, we'll take a breather take a break doesn't mean we love y'all any less nope, nope. see you back soon yep all right all right bye bye see you later bye we were kind of serious hopefully. hopefully it was funny but maybe you can just take it into a short time